I always say if the book gave me a book hangover, then it's worth investing. And Laura's book totally gave me a book hangover. I started reading it and I, I think I read it all in one sitting. Hello and welcome to episode three of the podcast, Laura Snyder Wrote a Book. I am Chris Snyder here with Laura Snyder. Hello. Uh, this episode is about getting published. So we'll hear, we'll hear Laura's story uh, about getting published and stick around to the end to hear from Callie Mettler-Smith from Clear Fork Publishing. Callie will talk about why she acquired Laura's book, which is Quarters, and in general, what is she looking for when reading a manuscript? So we'll, we'll hear her thoughts on, on things from the publisher's side. If you're new here, uh, stop listening right now. Turn this off and go back and listen to the first two episodes of the podcast. Uh, in the first one, we talked about the writing process. And in the second one, we talked about signing with an agent. You'll hear in that second one an, an interview with Stephanie Hansen from Metamorphosis Literary Agency about what she is looking for in an author. Okay, so we are one week into the life of Witch's Quarters, Laura's book. Uh, the book officially released seven days ago uh, from the day we're recording this. So how are you doing, Laura? Good. I, I mean, pretty good. It's been an interesting process. Um, you know, the buildup for the launch was a lot of work. And then it kind of feels like you stop doing work for a little bit just to breathe. And, and then I think delve back into that stuff here pretty soon again. Yeah, and really just kind of one little snag we run into along the way, right? Well, yes. Yes, I wouldn't call it a little snag. I would call it a big snag. But uh, Amazon is having a little bit of a tiff with the distributor. Dis dis distributor. Distributor. Um, and for some reason on Amazon, it says that it takes a month to three months to get, which is quarters, which is hugely frustrating because nobody wants to order a book that they're going to get in three months. People want to get it in two days or, you know, the normal Amazon shipping if they're going to wait for it. So, um, you know, now I guess we're going to have to deal with that and hope Amazon will change it and start pushing for brick and mortar stores to carry the book. But the good news being there are plenty of other places to order the book that appear to have it available to ship immediately. Um, and the Kindle version is, is out there now, too. So I guess even those going to Amazon can can hopefully hopefully order a copy and then get the Kindle in the meantime while while they wait. And, and hopefully the one to three months is, is not a real number. I guess we'll find out. Right. And for now, if you're not a Kindle reader, I would direct you to Barnes & Noble um, or IndieBound and, and check out one of those places to purchase the book. Okay, so before we start talking about um, signing with a publisher, um, one question for you about the book, and that is going to be who, so all said and done, who was your favorite character Ooh. in your book? That's a tough one. Um, I would say my favorite character has to be Ava 
she ultimately is the main character, so naturally who people would um, choose as their favorite character. But Ava, when I, I originally wrote this book, was not the main character. It was Charlotte. And in the rewrites, it Ava's personality and who she became, she just insisted on being the main character. She's such a strong individual, um, and she's kind of hard-headed, which gets her into some trouble, but she's just a very lovable character and devoted and caring and 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 a strong individual she's she's a great role model for any girl that's 15 years old which is the same age as Ava is in the book okay so you you wrote the book obviously yes you signed with an agent obviously those are the first two episodes of our podcast you worked with your agent to make the book better, right? That was part of that process was improving the book. Right. Um, and then what? So what, what came next? And then, um, well, really, Stephanie, my agent, and I were kind of working on some of the edits and making the book better while it was out on its first round of submissions. And what that means is... Um, Stephanie as my agent will send the book out to a number of editors and send it out as a query letter just like the letters you send out to um, your to agents to ask for an agent to represent your book so she sends out the query letter and oftentimes a synopsis to different editors and then those editors and looking at that can request a full manuscript if they want if they have an interest and want to you know, know more about the book. The first round of submissions, Stephanie would send it out to 10 or so editors and then kind of wait for responses to come in. And if she's getting a lot of certain responses, like, I I think this is a good book, but you need to work on this or this, or I would like to see X happen. Or, you know, in the case with Witches Quarters, I can't remember which editor it was, but she she had said that she really loved the idea, but she wanted to get to know the characters better. And the version that had gone out on submission to her was told first person and Charlotte's point of view. Um, and then, so part of it was Stephanie and I got together and we, we decided, you know, what if we kind of switch each chapter to a different um point of view so now each chapter kind of switches to a different point of view from all four children so you kind of get an idea of each child's inner struggle and what they're thinking as they run into the different things in this different world um so I feel like I've gone on a total tangent now um (laughs) totally off question where are we at right now (laughs) (laughs) um so talk about what it felt like from your standpoint to to be out in submission, right? So after all this hard work and, and, and now you're out there being judged in the world. Um, I don't know that I even thought about it as being judged. I guess it maybe have been more stressful if I would have thought about it that way. But I more so it was like, you know, I've been working so hard, constantly working on this book, and now it's out on submission. So, you know, kind of what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't really know 
what to do at this point. I feel like I should be doing something, but I can't do anything. So I'm sort of, I don't know, not at peace. I feel, you know, a little bit restless, but there's not a lot I can do. And so personally, I think the waiting period is the worst, but, um, you know, it's a necessary part of the process. Were there rejections? Were there no's? Were there low points? So the good thing about another good thing about an agent is they are there to soften the blow and not destroy your self-esteem. So when things were out on submission, I mean, Stephanie would tell me who requested the full manuscript. And so then I would know who got the query and synopsis and was interested enough to request the full manuscript. And there were a number of editors that did. Um, but you know, ultimately some of those editors passed and, um, that's how she would return it, you know, term it. I mean, technically it is a, um, rejection, but it's, it was at least termed to me as, is a pass which is a very nice way of Stephanie to say it. That is a nice way to say it. I'm going to start using that and things. Just I'll take a pass on that. <laughs> um, but then success, right? So, so tell us about that. So actually, I think we were, Stephanie had already sent out, and this kind of speaks to editors and how long sometimes it takes them to get to things. Because I know we were out on our second round of submissions that Stephanie had sent out. And Callie and Clear Fork were actually part of the first round of submissions. And it wasn't until a number of other publishing houses had asked for the full manuscript that Clear Fork had contacted Stephanie and said, you know, I want to acquire this book. And, and then at that point, Stephanie and I had to made, make some decisions on whether or not we wanted to just go with Clear Fork or if we wanted to leave things out on submission and see if, you know, other editors would bite. And obviously we, we went ahead and went for Clear Fork. Okay. Um, so, so what would you say that you learned in this process or the things you would do differently if you were going through it again? Well, not really. Um, I would have liked to, I wish, advice I would give myself, I mean, my, my myself today to myself back then would be to relax. There's not anything you can do about it. Submission is stressful. This, you know, being out on submission is not fun, but it's not the end of the world. It'll be okay. Um, but Really, the thing for writers to know is that this portion of the process, you have absolutely no control over it. Your agent is handling it, and that's why you hired an agent, is for your agent to really go to bat for you. That's why it's important to have a good agent, and I had a good agent and have a good agent. And so, you know, my book was acquired, and that's great, um, but... It, this portion of the process, there's not a lot that the writer can do aside from making those changes that 
and being willing and open-minded to make those changes that some editors are going to request from you so that on the next round of submissions, you don't have those same concerns. Okay, so with that, uh, let's hear from Laura's publisher, Callie Mettler-Smith from Clear Fork Publishing. Um, so I did an interview with her, and she's going to talk about what she saw in Laura's book, Witch's Quarters, and just kind of in general what she is looking for in other books. Here's my interview with Callie. My name is Callie Mettler-Smith, and I am the owner of Clear Fort Publishing in Stamford, Texas, which is a small, tiny town just north of Abilene, Texas, in West Texas. And um, I have owned my business, Clear Fort Media Group, since 2009 and been publishing books since 2014. Okay. Can you tell me more about Clear Fort Publishing? Well, um, Clearfort Publishing got its start as a YA publisher. Um, and so it all kind of started where I had been doing newspapers as my main bread and butter for years. And I had opened a bookstore and I was really interested in the book publishing side of things. And so I put just a random like on Facebook, how you just post things sometimes. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to start a publishing company. Does anybody have a book they want me to read and maybe publish? And so um, at that time, I had a, a cousin that was about 10 years younger than I am that messaged me, and she was 16 at the time. And she said, hey, I wrote this book. You may not like it at all, but will you read it and let me know? And I read it, and I loved it, like love love loved it it was a dystopian fiction book called lives for hire and it was about a girl that um started hearing she was recruited by the government because she was super smart and then she started hearing voices in her head and she thought oh my gosh I've cracked like I've gone crazy and then she realizes that the voices in her head are actually real people talking to her and the story just kind of goes from there and it's a very fast-paced book that's very action driven but had a lot of really great character development. And um, I worked on that book with her and I thought, I have found my calling. You know, <laughs> this is what I want to do. And um, from there, we published two books our first year. And then the next year we published eight. And then the next year we did 25. So we've just kind of grown um, each year. So about two years into it, I realized that I really liked the children's book side of things. And so we started our imprint spork and I really focused on children's books, but I'm still acquiring YA because that's really what I love, you know? And so, um, I'm kind of multifaceted in that area. So what does your job entail? What, what's a typical day or week or like, like what are you, what well, are you balancing? Well, we um, we still own two weekly newspapers that are our count community newspapers. So one day a week is strictly a newspaper day that I just spend working on the newspapers. And then we have a bookstore in the front of my newspaper office and the publishing company. So um, I I do a lot of of like project management, which is making sure that the books are progressing at different points. I do a lot of checking in with illustrators to make sure that the art is moving. And then I do a lot of um, 
talking to agents and authors about either acquiring their book or if their book is acquired, getting it to the point where it can be published. And then after it's published, helping them to, through the next steps of getting their book out there so that people can actually read it. So how many, how many books are you looking at and how many are you ending up publishing? Well, right now we have around 60 authors that are either coming out or in our backlist for the publishing company. I am, am currently closed to submissions, so I'm really only looking at books to acquire for publishing unless I personally know the author through some type of contact or an agent that I really respect is sending me their work. Um, so I'm not really actively looking at submissions unless there's like a connection with them. So let, let's talk about Laura's book. Let's talk about Witch's Quarters. What what do you remember about the first time you encountered that book? Well, um, so I had just met Laura's agent, Stephanie, and she had, I think she had asked me like what type of books I liked. And, um, and she said, well, I have this book that kind of seems to fit with what you want to do. And so she sent it to me and I, Usually when I score books, I will read the first chapter of the book. And then I always ask my you know, myself, like, do I want to read more? Am I interested enough? You know, is this something that I want to invest time in? And I remember with Laura's book, um, the the premise to me was amazing right away. Like just reading the the query letter, I remember thinking, oh, this really how does she pull this off? Like, I think that was my first thing was like, this is a great premise, but how does she carry this through the whole book? And then um, I remember reading and I always say, if the book gave me a book hangover, that it's worth investing. And Laura's book totally gave me a book hangover. I started reading it and I, I think I read it all in one sitting pretty much. Um, and I, the really, the thing that sticks out to me the most is that I remember reading the first like 10 or maybe 20 pages and just thinking, this is so good. Like, this is so cool. And I was, I was a huge fan of the Chronicles of Narnia book. Um, and just the, the whole four siblings and that they're going on an adventure that changes their lives together and the dynamics between the sibling that just that part hooked me. But then the world that Laura created was like, well, what's going on? And, I also really like the fact that um, you get as much information as they know that the siblings know. So you're, you're introduced to the world as they're introduced to it. And I, that really, to me was like a pushing thing throughout the book. I just kept wanting to get more information and I loved the way she did that. It was, to me, it was really a no brainer on whether or not I wanted to work on the project. Okay, cool. Um, and, and that was just the beginning of a process though. So what, what needed, yeah. what needed to be done from there? So, um, so then when I fall in love with the book, then, then it becomes like the anxiety on my side is, is, is the, is the author going to let me work on this book? You know, because there's always the, the chance that you could come and offer them a contract and them say, well, I don't know if your publishing house is a good fit for me. And I was just so blessed that Stephanie, Laura's agent really believed in, in my company and, went to Laura and said, here, I think this is something. And Laura was very receptive to that and she accepted. And so from then, um, Laura started working with our, our YA editor, Austin, 
and he probably doesn't want me to tell this, but I think this is the funniest story about this book is that um, Laura and Austin started working together and they, he, I think he had gone through his first round of proofs and he sent me a message. She had sent, I think she had sent notes back to me, sent me a message and he said, Callie, I think I broke the book. What do you mean you broke the book? And he said, I don't know. I had all these ideas and I, she took them and I'm just not sure it's working anymore. Like, I'm just, I think I broke her, you know? And, um, and so I just kind of laughed and, and I said, you know, it's just part of the process. You know, you just got to go through the process. You got to work through it. Tell her what you think doesn't work. So I think a few, they had a few more editing back and forth. And I never heard the story from Laura's side. I don't know if she ever thought that that she broke the book, but um, I think two or three edits later, Austin sends me another message and he goes, just kidding. I love this book. <laughs> I love this book. And so the and then the feedback that I got from Laura at one point, I had asked her about it. And she said, like, I just didn't even know what the book was capable of until we went through the editing process and saw. And the book did change a lot in the editing process, but it was like, wow, you know. So, you know, you have to do the editing and then you have to do the getting everything scheduled and on a thing. And this book took a little bit longer than normal because the editing process took so long. So how does it feel to, you know, help? I mean, in this case, this was, you know, a dream that Laura had a few years ago to become an author, you know, to, to help an author get their first book into print. Oh, it's the best part of my job, hands down. I mean, I, the, I, you know, when I talked about the mission statement for Clear Fork, a lot of it is just about the relationships with the people in Clear Fork. You know, the bonus is that we get to put out great books as part of that, but having relationships with them and having friendships with them and, and getting them see they're realizing their dreams. Like my, my first children's book that I wrote is coming out next week. And that was a dream for me, you know? And so I can, I can share that excitement with them on how they feel, because even though I've published books before, this is my baby coming into fruitation. So I know how they feel like when their own little book baby goes out to the world. So it's, I mean, I can't tell you, it's what fills my cup to go to work and do what I do every day. That's great. Um, and so then what, what is your role now, now that now that the book is out there, I mean, it's in print, you know, and, and we're working on promotion. What what is what is your role now with the book? So my role, my main role is just to support y'all as much as I can. When you're doing stuff, I need to be behind you, supporting you and doing that. Um, Laura and I've talked about doing a few things. She's going to do be the featured book club book for Noteworthy, um, which we're going to to let anybody that wants to be a part of, we're going to actually stream it through Zoom so you can actually join in like a virtual book club. Um, and other things, you know, we're promoting the ebook right now. So hopefully that will be really awesome and go well. Um, but I, my main role and job from this point on is just to support Laura to be as successful as she can be um, from this point and maybe go on to make other really great book babies, you know. So what sort of expectations do you have as a publisher for a book like this? Like what, what, what are you expecting or what do you need to happen? Well, I am, um, I'm firmly invested in this book. Um, I can tell, 
I could tell when it came in my door that it would do well. Um, it has all of, it hits all of the great points that I'm looking for in to be willing to invest my time and money into it. Um, I think that for for Laura, um, I think. And I've gotten some early sales figures and they're all looking really good. I think that she is right where she wants to be as far as promoting and foreign do. And I think that she she's going to do really well. I mean, this is a really, really great book. I think if it gets into people's hands, they're going to see how awesome it is. And, um, you know, there's so many, there's so much character development. There's so much plot. Um, she creates this whole world that's, that's just amazing. And so... I really think that, um, I think it's going to do really, really well. Okay. Um, let me ask a couple of questions, uh, not about Laura's book, but for other authors out there kind of aspiring to get their, their book published. Um, what, what advice do you give to authors out there who have, have a book or are working on a book that they're hoping to get, get published? Well, um, I think it depends on what type of genre you want to get into, but, or what type of books you want to write. But lots of times when you're first starting out, go and find where other writers are and what they're investing in and where they're at. And then you'll kind of just kind of start learning the industry. You know, if you're going to write YAs, invest in a class on writing YA and, you know, go into forums where, where other YA writers are and see what they're doing and how they're progressing and set a lot of it. I think for writers is setting goals because since you are by yourself, <laughs> um, since you are, you know, you're, you're by yourself on your laptop, it's very easy to just abandon your goals. So making sure that somebody you're accountable to something, somebody to do it. Um, it's, and just be aware that there's so many pitfalls that beginning writers fall into. Just be aware of those and and recognize that you're not going to have a hit novel right away. It's very much a craft that's that's honed over a period of time. And there's a lot of it's not just writing. A lot of it is in the editing and the working and becoming a stronger writer. And the best writers read a lot, you know, read what you want to write. Okay. And then what, so when you are taking submissions, I mean, what, what makes a book stand out to you? I mean, what, what gets a book to say, <laughs> this is, this is the one, I mean, what, what, what do they need to be focusing on? Well, um, for me, like specifically with why I, I always have the one chapter test, like you, lots of times if I want to continue reading past one chapter, I know that that is something that I want to invest a little bit more time in to read through the whole book. And lots of times um, I will read that one chapter and then I'll set it down and I'll, I'll see if I think about that book again. Like, am I interested, you know, like with Laura right away, I wanted to know why the quarters were significant. I mean, I wanted to know, I was so invested in, in knowing this great mystery that she presented. Um, I like books like that, that are challenging, you know, where you're sucked immediately into those worlds. And so that's kind of what I, I look for. And because I know that if I'm interested in it as a reader, somebody else is going to be interested in it as a reader. Okay. Um, and then what, what are your thoughts on, uh, self-publishing versus traditional publishing. So if someone's listening, they're trying to determine which route is best for them. What are your thoughts on where that stands these days? 
Well, I don't think there's really a right or wrong. Um, I think that lots of times it all goes back to what your goals are as an author. It's just like, should I have an agent or not have an agent? It's the kind of the same question. So um, I think that it's good for every author to sit back and, and think, what, where do I want to go with my writing? What do I want to do? So if your goal is to get traditionally published, you do not want to self-publish first. Because lots of times, if you have self-published stuff up there, a traditional publisher won't take you just because of the way the industry works. But if your goal is just to get books in people's hands, self-publishing is definitely a viable option. You just need to do your research before you head down that route and realize that you're going to be responsible for all sorts of things that you're not going to have to do if you're traditionally published. So a lot, a lot of it comes down to of research and knowing what you're doing but i um you know i'm a total advocate of just doing what works best for you and work works your goals there's no you know traditional publishing is awesome um but sometimes you can have to wait a really long time to get your book out in the world if you do that yeah okay cool um any other things related to laura's book or helping other authors oh i'm just I'm so excited about this book. It's one of my very favorite um, whys that we have ever put out. And I just, I keep getting more and more excited when I see what y'all are doing with it. And it's, you know, it's, it's just a really great um, example of just a good YA that sucks you in and you're interested in and, and keeps you engaged through the whole book. And you'll have a really nice book hangover after reading it. And so, I mean, I'm just, I can't express how grateful I am to Laura to, to partnering with me to create this book. Thank you for listening to another episode of Laura Snyder wrote a book. Uh, next week, we will be talking about the editing process. So we'll hear from Laura on what it was like to go through editing. And we'll hear from Austin, who was the editor of this book, um, from his perspective on you know, getting this book ready for, uh, for print. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>